You can't get much more blowhard Chicago than that, Jason. <laughs> well, welcome to <laughs> the Hard-Headed Podcast. I am Mike Harden. And I'm Jason Head. He was the man controlling the music. Uh, an interesting intro right there. Uh, and it's also interesting times because it is January 28th and we are doing a podcast that is normally set against the baseball backdrop where we're watching our White Sox talking about them and talking about other things related to baseball, um, life, pop culture. But but since it is the end of January, there is obviously no baseball to be played right now. Um, normally, this is Sox Fest weekend. You know, normally, that last weekend of January is uh, a celebration of everything Sox. Uh, but that is not going on this weekend either. The Sox canceled that several months ago due to some COVID concerns. And they probably even were thinking if there were no COVID concerns, they probably wouldn't be able to do a Sox Fest because uh, they knew a MLB lockout was coming, which is exactly where we are now, right? Do you think Sox Fest is dead? Like, I think like so- forever? I think it might be. Because I think, nah. I think the way... Uh, MLB reporters are no longer welcome to the clubhouse, and that's going to be negotiated on. I have a strong feeling Soxos might be dead for a couple of years because players don't want to do it. Well, first of all, I don't blame them. But but second of all, <laughs> they might have some sort of fan. Con- I'm sure a fan convention will still be in play, maybe with less players. Yeah, Oscar um, Colas will be the headliner. Yeah, yeah. Um Gavin Floyd will be the headlining it, returning player. It might player. be returning players, more of a heavy focus on that yeah. and like fan experience stuff. But I could see that radically changing over the next few years. But um, but yeah, so normally this is Soxfest weekend. That's not happening. We do this podcast because we want to talk about uh, baseball and other things that we enjoy against the backdrop of a White Sox game. None of that's going on. So what are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Well, I think a little clue was put in at the beginning uh, by Jason. We are going to do this uh, against the backdrop of a Bulls game because the Bulls are back. <laughs> the Bulls are uh, 30 and 17. They are right now the second seed in the East. And the Bulls, after many years of frustration and rebuilds and, um, you know, false starts, um, they, they appear to be a legitimate uh, contender uh, in the East right now. They're playing some great basketball, some of the best basketball, obviously, we've seen in, in many years in this city. So Bulls are very exciting. They got, a, they got a fun team to watch. So tonight they're playing the San Antonio Spurs. On January 28th, uh, Friday, January 28th, 2002, they were playing the San Antonio. 22, not 2002. Said, 2022, 2022. <laughs> uh, they're playing the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. They are, and the game just got going up. Uh, it is a 9-7 Spurs lead. Uh, so we'll be here watching the Bulls and following along here. Uh, Jason, uh, so normally we have a show bet. We do have a show bet. So we got to we had to switch it up a little bit today. So where are we tonight? We we kept up with tradition and uh, we took the the over. I'm sorry, we took the under over total, but we went with the under, which was two thirty two. So we're hoping with the Bulls banged up and the San Antonio Spurs being 
not such a great team that we're hoping that they score score under a total of a, under 232 points. Those are that's combined, correct? That's combined. Yes. That is combined of both team scores, and we put 25 on that to pay out of 47 dollars. So you really decked this out here. You have your bowls uh, table setting here. You have a red light beaming down on us. I got the red light district for us uh, going on. Yeah, so it's all bulls out. I'm, I, you know, as someone that the White Sox are my number one. Uh, the Bulls are my number two. The The Bears could lose every game for the rest of my life <laughs> until the day I die, and I, it wouldn't affect me at all. The Bulls are, are my honest number two, and I've been so disenfranchised with them over the last few years that – uh, you know, I'm finally happy to, to really be invested in watching those games again. I have not gotten to the United Center yet this year to watch a game. Uh, every game sold out. Um, Is it really? Yeah. Uh, the games wow. are all sold out. The games are all very expensive <laughs> to get tickets for. What COVID? Uh, so, yeah. So I, I, I can't tell you the last time I was at a Bulls game. I couldn't even tell yeah, you. Yeah, it's. It, I went during the the rough patch, the between the you know the Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler era. I went to maybe a couple games between that era and and now this era. That might be the last Bulls game I went to was when Derrick Rose tore his ACL, in the first playoff game. You were. I was at that game too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did a two for that day. I went for uh, the Bulls game mm-hmm. during it was like a two thirty. Yeah, yeah, it was an early game, yeah. and then I went to the Sox game. Oh wow! So you, <laughs> I made so it, I made it special. That was a plus one day, and uh, th- now I remember that because uh, Derek Rose tore his ACL. Yeah, there was a like uh, over the United Center. There was just like a collective, you know, fear of, uh, and silence when that happened, and you know, it sunk the franchise. <laughs> it sunk the franchise. Well, hey. When uh, that generation, you know, is told that they're completely healthy, but they're too scared to play, it fits right in with Derrick Rose and the times we're in. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So this is the fourth episode of the Hard-Headed Podcast. We did uh, three uh, during the baseball season. Uh, You know, this is about the time where I, you know, give my four-episode commits to to TV show. I, my my general rule with new TV shows is I, I give it four episodes. If I find a show that I that I'm interested in that I want to watch, I sign up for a four episode commitment like a like a fat network executive, and I I, I watch the first four. And if the first four get me, I'm in. I've I've committed to the series. Uh, if I if, I, if you don't get me after the four, I'm out. So for you listeners out there that have also given us the four episode commitment, we hope that that today is the 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 go of the no of the go no go. Uh, you know now, Mike, is that there. also just for our fans, or is that the no go? It is for go, me. So by the is end, that of also this show, for your interest into this podcast yes, moving yes. forward. So because we me, haven't done one since October. No, I'm no, sorry, September. September. Yeah, it was it was pre clinch. We were still yeah. counting down the magic number last yeah. time. So yes, by the end of this show, I am going to. Uh, sign on the dotted line. So let, I let's, hope so because I gave you a lot of homework. So you, you did. So you gave me a stack of papers before if, we turned this on. So. Hopefully, you walk out the door with those stacks, or you could possibly just well, open my trash bin and put those right in there. Well, you'll talk bin. to my manager. You know, he's <laughs> sick. So, so. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of which, the last time we did uh, the, a podcast was in late September. 
late September. The Sox were uh, marching toward a division title, which they obviously ended up winning. And then, you know, they played a couple more baseball games in October and uh, were bounced out of the, the first round of the playoffs by the Houston Astros. The Sox did get one win. Um, it was a, a Sunday night victory, a 12 to 6 victory, I want to say it was, uh, 12 to 7 victory, I want to say, in game three. Um, wonderful atmosphere at the park. Um, however, Houston Astros were just, yeah, they were just better than the White Sox at that point. That starting pitching was really burnt out. They clearly didn't have anything else, uh, left to give, um, you know, in that playoff series. Um, Really disappointing because because now I think for the White Sox heading into the 2022 season, if, if we get there, um, it's really it's time to start winning playoff games. Right? Start start. T- it's time to start winning playoff series. Well, series, of course, but um, no, you know, simply getting there is is not good enough anymore. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's start. It's time to start winning playoff series. It's start. Time to start contending for a pennant, and it's time to start getting into the World Series, man. I mean, uh, it's it's put up or shut up time right now. I don't want to say you know it's hot seat or bust, but it's like we're we're right, you know, we're right on the the climbing mountain where it's like if uh, you know it could turn quickly down, but like we're right at the peak now. You know, we should be we should be contending for a pennant. You know, this year definitely. Hopefully, winning that pennant, and then next year would be World Series predictions. You know, yeah, I think expectations. That, yeah, that that playoff series really was a slap in the face. I think it was kind of a wake up call that the Sox, as as nice of a season as they had last year, the ninety three wins, they were they're still not at the level of, or at least last year they weren't. They were not at the level of the Houston Astros. Um, they were not at the level of the Tampa Bay Rays or, you know, those teams that are considered elite. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. 100%. Um, and I think I tried to fool myself into thinking of it. I, I really gave the Sox a fighting chance to, to beat the Astros, but they, they paid, they played pitiful baseball in those, in those of three of those four games because the game they won, they, they were lucky they weren't swept. Yo, they were very. They were down in that in that third game. I mean, it took a pretty big explosion, offensive explosion. Pretty sure them. I lost fifteen years of my life on that game. Yeah, that was yes, yes. Um, but yeah, they they clearly show that they were not ready for um, an elite baseball team. Isn't that what Tony LaRusso was hired for to get these guys in shape and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know be the? But sh- they didn't have time. They they were just getting to know each other. Is what he's. Is what he was saying. So now, now he said they're going to work on fundamentals because they now know each other. Well, you know, <laughs> Jason, I've known you for a long time. <laughs> Can we finally get get the fundamentals going? No, no, we can't, Mike, because <laughs> there's just too much to work on. <laughs> well, we all know that. Uh, you know, one guy that the Sox uh, players are still trying to get to know that they'll never get to know because I think he's going to be uh, released pretty soon is your main Mercedes. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back up here. Well, I think he, I, I think 
he rubbed people the wrong way. I, that's it seems like that's what the issue was and so you know what thank you for the month and a half of good bit of good play while when they needed him and you know yeah yeah no i think he's done i think he's done but no it's just funny how i like it when you have a guy you don't like like I, it, cl- your means clearly the guy you don't like oh no no no, no in this team right now no no, no that's when not you it you have a guy you don't that's... like you just you you always find the opening to rip him that's not your main's not that guy, okay? All right, well, who is? Obviously, that'd be Tony La Russa. And yeah, I, no, made no, that, I, I made that player. comment because he, he was just clearly lying. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back. No, but I like it when you have a player you don't like because no matter – the guy could have an MVP season. You want to take a guess? Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. A active roster. Active roster. Active roster. Starting – No, no, no. Don't give me any clues. I, I just – knowing you – the long time since 2006 that we've known each other. Who do I think you don't like? Okay, let's go around the diamond here. Eloy, no, you like Eloy. Eloy's good. Luis, you like you like Luis. Heck yeah, man. 88 birth year. We don't have a right fielder, so we So don't definitely don't like the right so fielder right have, now. All well, right, but we don't have one. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna put it between two players. Okay. You don't like Yoan Mancata or Yasmani Grandal. Oh, I love Yasmani Grandal. You do love him. I love him. I love him because everybody is like, oh, he doesn't hit. He walks too much. Yeah, he's probably one of the best hitters on the club. Yeah. The smartest all-around hitters. He's a terrible catcher, but... Yeah, he is a terrible catcher. Okay, so it's Yoan. It is Yoan Mancata. And... uh, it's I'm, usually the guy I like a lot. It's usually a third baseman that you love that I despise. Joe Creedy? I never liked Joe Creedy. You, Joe Creedy was your man. Come on. No way. No way. You love the third baseman. I, I, I think Joe Creedy is one of the most overrated White Sox players of all time. Okay, but you love White Sox third baseman. Who who is the the Arizona guy that we traded oh, for? Oh, I was Matt Matt Davidson. He Matt was my Davidson, guy. Yes, that yes. was your guy. I pulled for him. I and pulled you know for him. Yes. your guy. You love third baseman. It's the Robin thing, I think. And you, he and, sucked too as a manager. Well, I'm not asking you. You probably love Herbert Perry, the milkman. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I would. I I just think I bought into the Yoan kind hype. I was. The biggest fan of let's trade Chris Sale. We are not going to win anything with him. You know, boom, we get Yoan Mankata. We get Michael Kopech. Boom, boom, trade looks good. Yoan Mankata has a 2018 with a shit ton of strikeouts. 2019, whoa, this is what we're talking about. 2020 gets COVID. All right. You know, so be it. You know, all right, ups and downs. 2021, I thought he was going to have a bounce-back year. He had, like, 15 or so homers. Yeah, so I, I You know how many RBIs yeah. he had? 60. In the 60s. Yeah. So I will say that uh, it's time for him to show the power, and I would not be... Um, I would support trading him for a major piece. Yes, I, 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 I would be there. I like, he's on base machines, obviously. Uh, I need more power from him. I need more home runs from him now. 
Uh, the 350 on base percentage, 360 on base percentage, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, a solid third base, great. I need more power from you. And if you can't provide that, I, I, need, a, I need a better piece on this team. So I, definitely, that's, that's, I want to give you my I thoughts need. on a trade scenario that would never happen, but you know. We're, we're, we're going to play GM? We are, right. You know, I always love playing right. GM, but I just want to uh, give a quick stat, you know, uh, factual stats out real quick. Jose Abreu led the team with 117 RBIs. Okay. Yoan Mankato was fourth with RBIs. The next three guys, all in 60s. Can you name them? You just named one a little bit ago. Yes, Monty. Was 62. Luis. Nope. Yeah, he just probably didn't even have Tim that. Anderson with 61. And Yoan Mankato with 61. Okay. How did this team win 90-something wins and get first Heart. place? Heart. TWTW. The, the will, the will to, to win, win. Man, the will to win. And they had four teams behind them that didn't give a shit about winning. But yeah, I mean, when Yoan Mankata has 61 RBIs and he's been 263 with 14 home runs, that's not just going to cut it for a third baseman. Yeah, I, you need more power. You absolutely need more power. You, you, and you can do all that, but give me 25 home runs. Absolutely. Bat your 265, hit me 25 home runs. I mean, he did have 33 doubles, but still, like, you know. Hit 25 home runs. Right. Exactly. So, he is my guy, but I am willing to turn the page if, if if that power stroke doesn't come back. So, here's my dream scenario that will never happen, but boom. Lockout ends tomorrow. Monday. Rick Hahn needs to be on the phone with the Phillies GM. Oh, I know where this is going. And trading Craig Kimbrell, Yoan Mankata, and Gavin Sheets to the Philadelphia Phillies for Bryce Harper. And then... <laughs> that, 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 that sound you hear is the dial tone. <laughs> and what, you know, throwing... But pay all the Kimbrell's contract because he'll probably wash out with the Harper's. You know, and throw in, you know, some top-tier prospects or whatever. Whatever you need. Like, those would be the... Your Jared Kellys of the world. Yeah, those. but those three guys would be the core pieces. Like, that is, like, where you start off. You get Harper for right field, and then you turn around and you... Uh, you I'm sorry, you sign uh, Chris Bryant. For oh, third. it's that easy. That's it's that, that easy. Hey, man, these guys have been working the phones. They got nothing better else to do during the lockout. What do you think they're doing? Toes up? Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds great. And It'll la-la-land. never happen. Right. right. It'll mean, never happen. But, you know. Too easy, though. Right. It is. So, speak. you, you touched on something. So, uh, But, hey, we'll wind up with Gavin Sheets in right field, and we'll wind up in second place next year and call it a fucking the day. the Tigers are coming. <laughs> so, so, you touched on something that... I wanted to get the pulse from you on. Obviously, you and I both know baseball is in a lockout right now. Right now. Do you believe people know that? I think the diehards do. Um, I don't think the casual fan does until... Uh, until after February 13th when spring training is supposed to start? Yeah, I don't think the casual fan that likes going to play golf in Arizona and, hey, we'll, you know, catch a Cubs game. Do you think... This is the only Cubs game that I c- catch for the whole year is the spring training game. there will be some slobs going to Arizona in about three weeks, 
not knowing there's a lockout and going to a... When, when you say slobs, are we talking fans, B reporters, or fans, players? Fans. Then not knowing there's a lockout, they're going to be going to these spring, spring training complexes. We're going, what the hell? <laughs> Who the hell are these guys? Yeah. These are replacement players? Because I, I have had casual conversations with people... And, you know, I make a little snide comment, a little sarcastic comment. So oh, if there is a season next year or... You or, making or, snide right. comments, Mike? Or <clears throat> hopefully there, I will be going to opening day. And they're like, oh, yeah. because of COVID? In May 15th, right. you'll be well, going to opening and, day? And the, the, the knee-jerk reaction to that is, oh, because of... Oh, you don't think because you think it'll be locked down again? I'm like, no, I don't think that. I think because, We're not locked down. We're locked out. Right. Because they're <laughs> locked out. And they go, oh, what what... So the, the a lot of people just simply don't know that it's going on. Yeah, because uh, games haven't been missed. You know, spring training hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think once that happens and, and you know, it, it starts getting on in the news cycles that games are being missed, players are wanting that, owners are wanting this, then, you know, be more awareness. But, no, I think because it's behind the scenes and – Nobody, nobody talks about baseball in January besides Sox Fest, or if there's a couple off-season moves. I don't think anybody knows besides the diehards. All right, so we don't need to spend too much time on this, um, just because there's nothing really to talk about. The two sides have talked a little bit here, but not not a lot of progress is made. Jason, spring training. When does it start? When do you think it starts? I think... Don't say July. Are you saying when games start or when they report? When when does the lockout end and when do you... Th- so basically, lockout's going to end, spring training's going to start within probably seven days of that. Unless a miracle happens here in the next week or two. Yeah. I think we're all resigned to knowing that this thing's going to bleed into February, bump up against spring training. So, so I think... In your heart of hearts, what, what, what do you think is going on? What do you think happens? I think spring training starts March 7th. Okay, so you're you and I are pretty much yeah. I think it'll maybe one or two weeks. I think because I have a see. Here's the thing: everybody's like freaked out, like you know, oh, these players aren't going to be able to practice or or train or whatever. I think it's what they want. <laughs> True, but a lot of those players that want it are going to be down there anyways. You know, coordinating their own yeah it's training like the University for, of so, Arizona spots right at at colleges yeah. and high schools. So you know they're already going to be down there working on these things. A lot of these players are already working on their own stuff. You know, at home, um, maybe not the working part, but yeah, I think probably a, a lot of players want a week or two weeks off of spring training of. Yeah. of BS games that they played three innings of. Those checks don't start coming though until you report to work. So I think I think let's say the lockout ends February twenty fifth or March first, and everybody's at the facility March seventh, and there's games March tenth. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much there. I think this thing gets done early March. There's a abbreviated spring training. You might see a week or two delay to the regular season, uh, but I don't think the two sides want that. So I will say I'm with you early March. will start up. It'll get settled early March. Spring training starts early March and we get a, the March 31st uh, opening day. I want to, you know, you brought up a, getting my pulse about something. I want to get your pulse on something during lockout labor negotiations. As a fan, 
where does your mindset and heart usually side with the owners, the players? Yeah, I, you know, I, this one I think is clearly an owner's. This one is driven by the owners. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to just not feel bad for either of the sides. I do believe the players have rightfully have asked for some things that I think they should be entitled to, like uh, earlier free agency or, or uh, you know, being paid more earlier. I think that's a very fair mm-hmm. uh, ask. I think that's, and that's the most contentious issue, I think, that, yeah. that's going on. Cutting free agency so, from seven to six years. Yeah, and I, I think... You know, if they can settle on something where these players can start making their money earlier, I think that would probably end this. Um, I think that's a totally legitimate ask that they have. Um, I saw a proposal that maybe like rewarding, you know, the younger players if if they're in like the top one fifty to pay those players quicker in the yeah, minors. or having like arbitration after one year or two or something, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think what it's four now, four years. You have to get in. You get an arbitration. So yeah. I, I think that's a that's a real thing, and I think that's something that the players have a legit gripe about. Um, uh, really, a lot of the other stuff, though, I, just settle it, get it done, figure it out, and let's play baseball because baseball just it always has to baseball itself. They have a prime opportunity to get back out there and have a full season with full houses again. And, uh, you know, they, they just can't, um, they just can't figure out they're really tuning people out. You know, the, I don't think the, the, a lot gets made about, you know, pace of play and everything. I really don't think a lot of people really care about that. Nobody comes in to a baseball game and goes, well, this shit better be over in two and a half hours or else I'm out of here. You know, you know, you know what would fix the pace of play? Getting rid of these damn commercials. The, the two more seconds that a pitcher is going to cut off from pitching the ball, getting into the box, ain't going to do yeah, anything. No, no, it's not Cut gonna the damn commercials. Oh, but that's just the break. The commercials are only during the between. I mean, they're, no, they're, it's stretched out though. Because there's a, there, like, think about how many times uh, first pitch when, like, they're waiting for the, the actual clock to start or they're waiting for the, the Fox uh, TV to come back before the play yeah, starts again. I, yeah, yeah. No, it shouldn't, the, the game shouldn't dictate, I'm sorry, the TV shouldn't dictate when the game plays That's or not. That's where the money is, though. That's where the revenue is. Then you're never going to fix the issue. Well... I guess because I'm telling you, you cutting off three seconds for Nomar Garcia Par to get in the box <laughs> ain't gonna do anything. It ain't. But my two cents, real quick, is I'm always on the player side. There's 30 owners. There's 700 baseball players, and there's maybe a hundred and a fifty of those baseball players that are making over, making ten figures, making seven figures. I'm sorry, uh, not ten figures, ten million. You know, and like who I feel who. The, the side of the players that I actually am totally against is, like, Max Scherzer. He goes ahead and signs his, like, you know. Well, that's the thing. These guys are going to get paid. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's an issue of. The higher-end guys right, are going to get yeah, paid. Right. And, like, that's the thing. is like Mark Max Scherzer is on the, uh, the players' committee or whatever, and he's, like, making all these decisions when he's sitting toes up with his nice new contract. But it's like, is he really thinking about the little guy or is he thinking about himself? No. 
Yeah, no. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, I see both sides, you know, but it's like the, uh, you know, I mean, who's a great example? It's like, you know, the, the, I'm sorry. Whoa. The Luis Roberts, the Eloy Jimenez's, the Chris Bryant's, you know, those people that had like, had to sign those early contracts with the Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, you know, sign those early contracts to get to the big leagues sooner. Chris Bryant was different. He had the, uh, the service time issue. So it's like, those are the guys they'll never make like the Eloy, or I'm sorry, the Max Scherzer contract dollars, but they'll make good money. They'll probably make a hundred dollars, hundred million dollars within the, yeah within their careers, but like they got to fight for it. Like they really got to fight for it and they got to find all, it's almost like the tax system of finding the loopholes and, and all the different, you know, things that they can do within, you know, the, the MLB service times and, and loopholes and stuff to, to get their hundred million, to make their million. So like, that's the, the more of the middle, it's almost like I, I, I read, I was listening to a guy earlier and it's almost like, the players are almost like the classes of our society. You got the rich, yeah. You got the middle you class, and, and then you got the utility yeah. Yeah. guys that are the maker breakers. So it's like the maker breakers and the yeah. So I think at the end of the day, though, you're probably not going to see a huge change with the way that the economics are are laid out with baseball. So I think a lot of this is probably going to be moot because there's not going to be a big change. I think they'll probably make some ground up here. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's going to pretty much stay status quo between the player, the, the union and the owners. Hey, if the, if the lockout, excuse me, goes out into the middle of July, though, and, you know, the owners want to hire replacement players, I heard that one guy, you know, might be interested as in Gordon Beckham, who just announced his retirement. Well, there you go. That's your guy. That, that was one of your hate lists, guys. So. Well, I'm sorry, Mike, when, uh, when, you're <laughs> when we're sitting there, you know, two outs to go. Addison Reed's pitching, and we're on our feet. We were both at this game, and I think it was against the Twins. Pop out in the infield, literally right over the mound. No, he, that was uh, I. That so that game was the first game. We were both now, at that game. My now wife and I went to. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. Cl- <laughs> plus one asked you, "Are you okay?" Yeah, that was the Mets. <laughs> they played the Mets. I think. I gotta look that up, but I think it was the Mets. But that's when he comes running in yeah. from second yeah. base and trips over the mound. Yeah, that was the that was Gordon Beckham. What the hell are you doing, game? Yeah, that was my now wife's and I first experience together. I can't a, remember. Like, remind me if I correct me if I'm wrong on this. Like, they ended up winning the game. They ended up winning the game. But did you like? Were you so pissed off that you went up into the concourse and like left? I probably I I left the wife because I thought she leaned like looked over at me. He's like, "Is he gonna be okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, you just got to deal with it." That's that's Mike being Mike. Yeah, it was a really shitty play. Just gotta gotta let him handle it. Yeah, that (laughs) I yeah I probably did. I probably (laughs) I probably did. Yeah, but so yeah, Gordon Beckham. Yeah, that's that's one to hate. Uh, All right. So you know this. This MLB lockout, really, there's no end in sight on this one. Anything else you want to say about I'm good MLB? on that. You know, yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully it gets, you know, I mean, they started talking recently, so hopefully it's in good fortune and we have baseball soon. Yeah, I mean, spring training's likely going to be delayed. Speaking of delays, uh, a whole slew of, of feature films, the magic of Hollywood, Jason, is, is still 
reeling from, you know, movies being delayed, movies now finally starting to come out. Um, real quickly, uh, my, you know, my baby, my, my Mission Impossible films, yet again, I don't think these movies exist. I don't think they, I think it's just a big scam. The Mission Impossible 7 and 8, which were supposed to come out, you know, a couple years ago by now. Uh, one seven was supposed to come out this summer. Eight was supposed to come out next summer. Uh, they are now delayed another year, respectively. So, um, again, I don't think these movies exist. They don't exist. All it is is an audio recording of Tom Cruise. Cru- and Tom you can Cru- even debate if that was a legit rant or if that was just made up for him to get, uh, you know, some notoriety, some... For Scientology. Some yeah, so... Um, that's the only existence of that movie is the voice recording. Yeah, I, so, Tom Cruise going off about math. he could have done that at home. He could have done that at home. He probably um, did that towards Katie Holmes' wife. Yeah. You know, he likes to, you know, <laughs> get on his women. Uh, Batman, yeah, supposedly it's coming out in a month still, March 4th, so we'll see. Hey, I remember when I was talking about No Time to Die on September 17th. I think that's when we did the podcast. October 8th was No Time to Die, and you told me, well, that's like three weeks away, so we're not sure yet. So I'm going to throw it back on to you. And what is it, March 4th? Is it? it comes out March 4th, yeah. March 4th is Batman, and that's like, what, six think, weeks I away? Think, I think we're in the clear on that now. I, I, we should be in the I mean, there's a, there's a poster now, so, you know, I think if you're putting a poster out hey. there... They, there's a No Time to Die poster like two years before the movie came out. That's true. <laughs> that don't mean shit. There was plenty of posters. So uh, we got Batman is finally making its way into movie theaters. Um, all accounts, it looks good. I, okay, I gotta. I want to ask you a hard-headed podcast question because you totally blew me off with the No Time to Die uh, thought or idea. Are we gonna have a? We're gonna do a pact where we go see the Batman together, since we like seeing Batman movies together, even though it was only one. But we like discussing Batman movies. Should we go see the Batman together? Or are you going with the fam? I'll even tag along with the fam if that's cool I, with you guys. I don't know. Uh, I know on that Friday I'm not gonna be able to see it. Well, whatever. It doesn't have to be the Friday. We'll have to we'll have to take this one offline. I mean, granted. Four episode commit, Jason. So we'll yeah. We'll, by the end of the episode, we'll, you might yeah, never want to talk to me we'll, again. We'll see how this goes with the, the second quarter. We're almost halfway through. Speaking of the second quarter, seven minutes into the second quarter, or seven minutes left in the second quarter, uh, the total for the game is at ninety. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we've lost this bet. Basically, <laughs> that was your recommendation. We're going to be the first loss of the show bet. Forty-five, uh, forty-four Bulls lead here in the middle. Of the second quarter. Um, <laughs> yeah, that under's not looking great. Hey, I thought this is a good Spurs, call, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, I haven't watched a, a, basketball's been a little foreign to me. I just the last wanted to go with a straight so. up money line bet, but you're you're getting I was I was let's pushing, the dice, baby. I was pushing hard on the over under. I was. But yeah, getting back to Batman, did you see that they released the uh the um the runtime at two hours and fifty five minutes for the Batman? It's gonna be the longest Batman ever. Better be good. <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you real quick, what are your thoughts on the Riddler's outfit costume? That's my 
one hesitation about the movie. It's like a raincoat and a... Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it... Yeah. It's it's more of like a... Like, I, I read that Matt Reeves wanted, you know, gave uh, Paul Dano, you know, the background of, like, thinking the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I, I could understand his acts and his mentality, but I didn't think, like, the actual look of the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we don't want a green suit with a question mark on it. Green so, tights. Or green, green tights or... You know, with a question mark on it, so it it, it fits. I would take a green suit, like that would be kind of cool, I'm, but maybe not green tights. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, the way it looks is it looks like it fits with the look of the film. It looks like it fits with like the the mood of the film. So, like you know, with it being leather, like maybe do a cool like leather jacket, trench coat kind of thing, like black or green, and then a you know black question mark and vice versa. But the mask over well, it. I'm we'll like, have to wait for the the DVD uh, rejected art of the of the film. Yeah, that's the only and like and even like the penguin. Those are you know. So we'll see it. We'll see. Well, it. we haven't seen the penguin. You apparently. Well, there's the poster on you. Yeah, I'm saying you have. Yeah. And you know, so it's it'll be interesting, and that's. It's my little hesitation is just the look of the Riddler. Like, I wonder if, like, the what we're seeing is maybe, like, early, like, he's just getting going. And then, Could like, be. by the end of the film, like, he actually has, like, a real... With a cane, a question mark cane. and Right. You and know, hopefully... the, the whole look of the film changes and right. clown music is playing and... <laughs> or we hear a creepy laugh for... Uh, that, that's rumored, too. That is rumored you know. that that's I the think, Joker's in this. Well, one... I mean, one... Two things real quick, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this because I do want to ask you another question, but I think uh, it's interesting that they're already talking that they want to make it a trilogy, and... Dear God. But I have a feeling <laughs> if they do, and we got to get into this, you know, long from now on an extra innings pod about The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, what it could have been... Uh, kind of what I was talking about to you earlier, but I have a feeling that they're going to do this one right where it's kind of going to be like what the Dark Knight Rises could have been of like just having them all, all at once, all the villains at once, and it's mayhem. Yeah. You know, and like I think like that would be a cool arc, you know, just the Joker, you know, you bring out Bane even or Poison Ivy or hopefully there's a Harvey Dent and a Two-Face somewhere sneakily in there. But yeah, and then Arkham even, like, it would, you know, just yeah, let it loose, mayhem. Because, I mean, if they're going to go dark, like, let it loose, you know? Let it loose, that's a good Rolling Stones song. Um, I actually one other question for you. Out of all the, uh, the Gotham series Joker and seeing the previews for this, are you Batmaned out or are you... Because after seeing the trailer for this... I can probably, I'm good with the bat, the Gotham world. Like I want, I can. What I well, there's me, plenty more coming. Right. I'm like, wow, this looks pretty good. Like we're going in so, a different direction of this. So and here's I'm just my, like, my thing is, I am not a superhero maniac. Um, I left the Marvel world many many years ago. Um, I have not seen any of those recent Marvel films. Um, the, the only one that I kind of stick with and, and follow along with is Batman. And, mm-hmm. I'm, not, and I'm, I'm, not, bleh, I'm not saying DC as a whole. Right. I'm just saying strictly Batman. That being said, a lot of the recent Batman stuff has been bad. Yeah. 
So, like, the Batman vs. Superman movie was, was just not good. Justice League was not good. Suicide Squad was not good. Right. So, it, it's easy to tune all of it. I, I'm certainly more excited for this standalone film. Uh, the Joker was a kind of a weird one-off thing, which I enjoyed. Um, you know, but I, I've i left it, all right? Like, I, it, it, whatever. Um, so, I'm excited to see this new take. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, Probably not watching the Joker uh, again anytime soon. You know, it was on the other night recently. I did watch some of it, but really, I, it's what not, channel? HBO. Oh, see, I don't, I don't get the okay. because I was like, I don't get the paid movie channels, so I'm like, what free it is on? Isn't it on now? Like TBS though, or T? I, I think it might be on one of those. It's kind of dark for TNT, like at like one in the morning. I don't know. I I did see it on HBO, but. I'm excited for this new movie. It's been, it's been again, a movie that has been said it's been coming out for a very long time now, and it's finally coming out. It's gone through a lot of different iterations. Um, and if you really think about it, it's about time for a new Batman movie. The Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. So we haven't had like a true Batman movie in 10 years. Right. We haven't gone that long since the 1989 Batman movie where you've had that long of a time period between Batman films. Yeah. Even between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins, that was only, what, seven years, I want to say? So this it's been seriously ten years since you've had, like, a true uh, Batman film. So it, it's exciting. I think, it's you know, these movies are events. Uh, it's going to be big. People are, people are going to see this movie. It's going to be huge. Uh, so I, I'm certainly excited for it. Now, am I going to watch, you know, the, the Penguin HBO series that's going to be coming out in a couple of years? You know, probably I might give it my four episode commit and then let it go. Well, isn't there I, there's going to be a Gotham I was going to say, there's a yeah, Gotham there's series gonna, on HBO. There's going to be a new cart- a new animated series on, on HBO. So there's going to be a, and then if they do make this into a trilogy, there's going to be a ton. Batman's going to be in the new Flash movie. Michael so, Keaton. There's gonna. I mean, be, I'm interested in that. Uh, yeah, Batman and Robin '97, Batman. and Batman Begins was 2005. So yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, I forgot what I was gonna say though. Um, with uh, with the runtime being two hundred, two hours and fifty five minutes. Um. You nervous about that? Excited about that? Don't care. It, like I, I joked when you first brought it up, as long as it's good, I don't really care. I can see a long movie. Oh, I know what I was going to yeah. say real quick. Is I didn't mind Ben Affleck as a Batman. I just think all the movies that he went were yeah, bad. Ex- exactly. He was yeah. fine. Yeah. He was fine. I just want to say just that the real quick. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, going back to the runtime though, I I find it interesting because like uh, we'll get into No Time to Die in a little bit here, but when everybody like heard the no time to die was like two hours and 47 minutes. And now with Batman being uh, two hours and 55 minutes, everybody's like, Oh my God, I can't sit, sit in a movie this long. You know, like I can't believe a movie would be that long. Yes, you can. I have no I problem. I'm not, I'm not saying you, but yes, you can. Don't, don't, don't tweet something that dumb. Come on. You, you all saw the four hour long Avengers finale. Hey, I sat through Irishman for three hours. Yeah, you we, know, we, it was yeah. great. But, like, all you guys complain about it, but then you're fine sitting on a Saturday for 10 hours watching Stranger Things or, right, exactly. you know, This Is yeah. Us or, 
you know, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is actually good, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stranger Things is good, too. All those shows are good. But it's just like, it's just funny how people's mentalities work differently of like, oh, my God, a three-hour movie? Well, you're committed if you're in a movie theater. That's the thing. Like, you're, you're committed. Like, once, if you're at home, oh my God, it's your can't... decision. It's your decision to, to keep, to keep that, that thumb just keep pressing play. I'm talking about the people that will sit through a 10 hour. Yeah, no, that's pathetic. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm just saying like, because it was funny. Like I watched heat uh, recently and like that movie is two hours and 50 minutes. And that was in 1995. And like when that came out, it was just like, that was the double VHS at blockbuster. That was a double VHS. The one of the, one of the first that I remember watching yeah. and, uh, got the rubber band tying the two cases together. <laughs> I, some other ones are real you quick. Check that. I like, ah, shit. <laughs> got to make sure they're in there too. Yeah. <laughs> because that was the thing with blockbuster. Like some blockbusters, the movie would be in it, but then some others that it would be the case and you bring it up and then they would fill it. Oh, you. So like sometimes like, you know, with the double, you got to make sure they're both in there. Yeah. But yeah. real quick, just on, on a couple of doubles, like I remember Titanic being a double. I re- and I actually remember where it split in the movie too, where you had to insert the second one. Uh, Scarface was one. Heat was another one. Yeah. So, but yeah. The Godfather like, films were a double. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> Speaking of the Godfather real quick, did you know that this is the 50th anniversary and they're going to re-release it into theaters? I did not know that. So I've never been a big person. Like, I know they do this with Jaws, like, in July a couple times. Like, I've never been a big component on going uh, to movies that have been in theater. But, like, this was one that I was actually thinking of, like, oh, this would be kind of cool because, like, I've told you about Heat. Like, I would totally, if they re-released that. But I was actually thinking about for the 50th anniversary, I might do it this summer. I might go watch The Godfather just to see how it is in in the theater and get the big screen, you know experience right. <clears throat> but yeah but real quickly on heat too because because uh you're talking heat there is a heat 2 novel coming up so that that's right up your alley prequel and yeah. sequel yeah. i can't wait i can't wait i'm gonna read it and yeah it's coming out in august yeah the uh stories of uh before how all those guys came together and and yeah. their backgrounds and i'm stuff. surprised that's not gonna be like a 10 part HBO. It, it will be. Yeah. It, yeah will be. it will be. Michael, if Michael Mann's involved or even a movie. Yeah. It's too much money. It's yeah. too much money. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so getting back to long run times and, and movies and stuff. Uh, what did, what were your thoughts on No, to Di- no Time to Die? Have you, have you been <laughs> able to watch it again? Have you been able to soak it in? And uh, so, yeah, so I, I saw it just like you, the, the weekend it came out, I wanted to watch it again before we did this because I knew we would touch on it. I just, I didn't get a chance to, um, boy, you didn't take <laughs> advantage of uh, all the movies that I have on Apple iTunes. And well, we'll, we'll, we'll get no, to that. I did not, but boy, um, wow. What, what a film, <laughs> what, a, what a, what a, what a odd, odd movie. Well, let's just start with uh, the 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 big you know elephant in the room and our people have seen it. If you yeah, if spo- have seen spoiler it, uh, yeah. spoiler coming up on no time to die. But the big elephant in the room is that uh, they did the two things that you know we kind of predicted and and that were uh, we were kind of afraid of them doing. Well, well I didn't 
think, but I I had no idea a kid would be involved in. Well, this. I if if you go back, I think and listen to our our third podcast, I had the prediction of either. My main thing was that they were going to do something that they've never done before, and they're either going to kill him off or that they were going to give him a kid. Who knew? They did both. They did both. They did both. So, uh, thoughts on that? Big eye roll on the kid. Yes. Huge eye roll there. It, it really lost me. I'm not a not a fan of family dad bond. No, no. Is it good? Is it good? Yeah. And him dying at the end, you know, I, I don't know. I, it didn't work for me at all. I, I wouldn't have minded uh, you think he dies and then he shows up. Maybe he puts the... You find this stuffed animal in the car at the end, so you believe he's still alive. And he goes, dan 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 and it cuts to black, and then that's it. Well, they, they well, they, if they did that, though... Uh, isn't he holding on to it on, on the on the rock? He is, but if he was holding on to the, the stuffed animal that he puts in, in the car, his DNA would be on it, and then the kid would touch it, and they would both die. Well, okay, uh, okay, that whole... That whole storyline <laughs> we'll in get general there. was confusing as all hell. <laughs> we'll get there. And, uh, Ask me any questions you want because I recently just watched it. So whatever you need to do. <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my head around so that let me whole ask you, convoluted ending in general. Is it because he died or the way he died? I'm fine with him dying because I'm tired of all these Bond fanatics that are like, Man, with a new Bond coming out, they need to do something different. They need to, they need to like make it fresh and, and try something new. And then they do, and everybody bitches. Because it's just so unlike the character, though. I mean, he's been blown up before. <laughs> he had a heart attack in, in Casino, Casino Royale, Royale. And, and he somehow was able to grasp these chords to... to 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 get himself going again? Eh, no, Vesper did. Oh, no, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. His love of three days, of, of five films <laughs> that he no, avenged but, uh, for tw- tw- ten years of our lives. Yeah, but for like six days of his life, right? Like he knew her exactly, for six days, right? Exactly. Well, <laughs> so yeah. Do I? I I think the bigger eye roll was the kid, but then. Because that, that just raised false stakes at the end of the film. Like, we all know Bond has to get the bad guy to save the world. Like, that, that's the highest stakes you can possibly imagine. Do you need to involve a kid at, in it to, I don't know, to... It just didn't work. It really didn't work. And then just to cap it off with him dying at the end, it, I don't know, it left me cold. Really left me cold. I think that... Uh... If it was more of a sacrifice where, you know, let's say bombs needed to go off, uh, you know, on the island. but That's a nice Bruce Willis speech at the end. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, No, but... like the Armageddon, I've always, you know. No, no, well, I'm just, I'm taking the kid out of it. Just take the kid out of it. Like, if it was something, like, sacrificial where, like, you know, he needed to stay behind and, like, set the detonator off or, like, something. Yeah, like, I get what you're saying about Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, like, it was, if it was more of, like, him dying for queen and country on Her Majesty's Secret Service and more of a sacrifice for the uh, greater good of, uh, you know, what he has always fought for, then I can understand. 
he simply gave up because he couldn't see his wife and, and child anymore. Hey, couldn't he run down the hill into the into the He could have, the but the whole point was that if anybody ever comes in contact with him and then they touch him or touch anything that he has touched, and then they go and touch Madeline, boom, those guys are dead. That's where it gets into a deep, what the fuck are we doing with the plot right now? Um, so yeah, he could have he could have gone and lived off. He could have lived on that island. He could, yes, you know. Um, but the only way for him to live is him not coming into contact with anybody, because whoever he came in contact with could have never came in contact with Madeline and Matilda. Yeah. So interesting uh, thought here, or something to think about. Do you f- these Daniel Craig films? are the most probably acclaimed Bond films of the whole series. Yeah, they're probably the but most... Do you do you feel that they're all good? Oh, no, they're definitely not all good. Quantum of the Solace. I actually did... Uh, I listed my Bond rankings, and I think Quantum of Solace is in... Yeah, that, that one's trash, but I there's, there's two standouts. There's Skyfall, Casino, Casino Royale are, are the class... Really, of the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Up there and then gold. you get these two weird ones, Spectre and No Time to Die. Those are the weird ones? What, and then what's Quantum? No, no, Quantum we all know is not good. Like, we all know that one's not good. You can brush that one off to the side. Then you get these two ones that are... I would put No Time to Die over Spectre. Would you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I would. I think I to make that decision, I got to watch it again. Yeah, I think Spectre... It's kind of like Dark Knight Rises, where it's just like we left too much to be desired. Uh, it was like you know, there's so much more could have been done. You know, it felt like uh, we got to have all the questions answered, so we got to find out some answer for. Or I'm sorry, we got to have all the questions and yeah, that's I think what I said. All the questions answered, so we got to find an answer and, and tie everything together. Where sometimes you know I've. When I was a younger uh, moviegoer, I, I was that type of, I was like, oh man, why did this, like, why didn't they answer that? I need that answer. Like, oh, that kind of left me hanging. As I grow older, though, I like the ambiguity of things and, and uh, you know, so like Spectre is just like, oh my God, they brought in, like, they even brought like that Quantum was being controlled by Spectre, but in reality, everybody knows that nobody was, they weren't ever together and doing anything and it's just like. What are we? We're trying too hard here. It's a very interesting franchise on a whole. Where I would say most of the movies aren't very good. I, I mean, would you agree with that? Like most of them are not good. They're they're not they're not good films. <laughs> like the Roger Moore ones are not good. Oh, they're. I mean, canon. Live and Let Die and Spy Who Loved Me are are very good. All the other ones. Come on, View to, View to a no, Kill is on, amazing. Get out, get out of here. I love View to a Kill. That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I mean, let's briefly run through this. The Bulls are entering halftime here, 68-63. We were going to take a break at halftime, but this is I think this is interesting. So you got the Sean Connery ones, which are considered like the classics. Yep. Dr. No, For Much With Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, and then the weird Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> so Well, don't forget, just a which qu- quick bad. thing is... You only lived twice. He took a break. Oh, that's right. You On Her Majesty's Secret yeah, yeah, yeah. Service came in. Bye-bye, George. Hey, Sean, can you and your toupee come here and do Diamonds Are Forever? Real weird. Right. Hey, Roger. Bye, Sean. Yeah, so Connery makes the ones that are considered the classics. 
The Roger Moore ones are weird and not very good. You have the Timothy Dalton ones, which they <laughs> there were only two, not very uh, well liked. There's a there's a secret society that thinks Timothy Dalton's the best Bond, and that's fine. Yeah, you can, you can do that. Yeah, and then there's Pierce the Pierce Brosnan ones, which I think Goldeneye is obviously the best. I one. love Goldeneye; it's my favorite Bond. Uh, World is not enough. I think really tried to do the Daniel Craig thing before Daniel Craig tried to be a little grittier and That's a little my second more. Yeah, Brosnan. Yeah, and it's it's a little grittier. It's a little more serious. It didn't quite first 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 like main woman villain. Yeah, like Rose Clab was a villain in From Russia with Love, but she wasn't like the main villain. Right, right. So there were some high points of the Brosnan ones. The, the Brosnan ones are obviously the one where. It are near and dear to me just because I grew too. up watching yeah. those. Um, Die Another Day is awful. Uh, <laughs> um, and you can probably do a study where the theme song is how good the movie is. Right. <laughs> a lot of people you, have Die Another Day as their worst. Yeah. Um, and then you have these Daniel Craig ones, which, which, kick, which kick off with a bang with Casino Royale. It Obviously, Quantum of Solace has... A lot of issues. There were a lot of issues with making it. Comes back with Skyfall. That is widely considered the the best Bond film. And then you have Spectre and No Time to Die, which are are good. You know, they're they're fun to watch, but they're they never really hit that peak that I think a lot of people wanted these Daniel Craig movies to hit. And so you in each Bond era, you just have a lot of clunkers. That don't work out. You have each actor has their like top tier film, but the rest of them are just very meh. And you know, there's there's obviously some clunkers there, and then there's just some that just don't live up to that that expectation. I think the Daniel Craig ones really had ex- high expectations for every single one. Right. And these last two, especially No Time to Die, it's they just fall flat. It's eighty three on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, but it, because I think because like what we were talking about is yeah, it's a good movie. It, right. It's good. It's fun to watch. But it's just there's parts of that story and the whole Daniel Craig story arc is just right. at times I'm ready a big and, eye roll. <laughs> I'm ready for standalone Bond movies. Yeah, but uh, to finish this off and before we take a break, you know, going off of clunkers and. I saw a cool thing on, on Bond Twitter that if you had to pick three Bond movies in a row, could be over three different Bond, you know, it could be, it could be uh, You Only Live Twice, or I'm sorry, it could be on Her Majesty's Secret Service with George, Diamonds Are Forever with Sean, and then Live and Let Die. It has to be three consecutive, though, those. What would you choose? Three consecutive <laughs> Bonds? Movies. Right. Yeah. So, like, it, it could, like I said, like, it could be... Uh, could be a view to a kill, and then the two Timothy Dolans, or it could be the two Timothy Dolans, and then Goldeneye. It would have to could be, be die, die yeah, another day, Casino would, Royale, and Quantum. It, it would have to be Skyfall. Would have to be there, so it would be the last three Craig movies. Even though I'm very wishy washy on the last two. Okay, so mine would be is it, it sucks to say this, and this is what, the fun part of it because I do not like Tomorrow Never Dies really that much. But it would be Golden Eye, Tomorrow Never Dies, and then probably okay. the, the world yeah. is not enough. Yeah. So. All right, everybody. It is Bulls. Halftime. The Bulls have a lead here. We're going to take a little break and come back at it at the start of the third quarter. 
And we're back here on the Hard Headed Podcast with Jason Ed. And I'm Mike Harden. We are doing um, our normal podcast here that we normally do uh, with the White Sox going on playing baseball. But since we're at, here at the end of January, in the middle of the freezing cold winter in the middle, middle of, of Chicago. <laughs> Uh, we are doing this uh, with the Bulls going on, uh, changing it up a little bit. Wanted to do a winter or, you know, a midwinter podcast check-in with everybody. Um, and since the Bulls are damn good team, we wanted to check in with them. They are in just starting the third quarter. They are down 74-73 as a member of the Spurs was just shooting a free throw right there. <laughs> So they're down by one uh, high-scoring game here as we're just in the third. And with the uh, advice of Mike <laughs> earlier tonight, I went ahead for the show bet and took the under of 232, which is yeah, on the pace of currently getting blown happen. out of the water. That's not going to happen. We're, so, we're, I owe you 25 bucks. <laughs> let's say it's the show pot, man. It's the money that we put in, and no, you do not. And, you know, uh, it's it's a collective effort on the uh, the bets that we put in. So, no worries. But hopefully they have a real dry fourth quarter. And still win, though. And still win. Well, yeah, if they won, we should have taken the money line, which I recommend. Well, this is what you were right. Yes, yes. Since, since there's our dipping our toes in the water of, uh, of basketball betting, NBA basketball betting. So... Any more thoughts, though, on, on No Time to Die? <laughs> you all right there? You there? I am. Uh, no. No, I, I, I do want to see it again uh, just because the only time I saw it was in theater, so I will have to watch it one more time. A great way for you to see it again, Mike, is if you wanted to log into my Apple ID iTunes on your smart television. Oh, take that, Apple. You can watch that for free. I'm not going to give the credentials out here because I don't want Apple on my ass or any of you guys to steal my. We'll do. It. We'll take that offline. But you could easily watch that movie and all the other movies that I have of 1,112 movies that are currently. 11? That's that's too many movies. Hey man, it's called a musical. A musical. A musical. It's called a movie library, and it's I'm building it for my kids one day if. God, help me if I ever have one. Is it like some foundation thing you want to yeah. build a foundation oh. of, of what cinema was? <laughs> Son, you're dealing with this. Let me put this movie on for you. Let me teach you the ways of life. Well, here, let's look here. What, what do you got here? So how many movies do you have? I'm looking through them I right think now. 1,112. Okay. So there's got to be a lot of bad here. Let's just, <laughs> let me scroll through. A, a lot of bad. Let me scroll through this here. Now, this is not going to be so real. What here? Let's people. just, let's start it off good. What's your favorite movie of all time? Well, so it's on, it's very early in your <laughs> here we go. list here because it starts with an A. So American Beauty, you have, which is my cool. oh. favorite film. Okay. Uh, I know you you can't like that movie anymore. Oh my god, my pearls! It's still my favorite film. I'm sorry, everyone. Did you say your pearls? Yeah, oh, I'm clenching my pearls. Or your pearls down there? No, no. <laughs> Which pearls so, are you yes, talking that, about? That is my favorite movie. And you, okay, very cool. Okay, right. we'll do we'll do a podcast on American okay. Beauty one day. Okay, moving. You got your Marvel shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> analyze this. Analyze this is is very funny, and you do not have the bad sequel, which I'm I'm very happy about. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, you got your Batman's, of course, of course. 
All right. Okay. Black. I love Black Klansman. Very, <laughs> very good. Okay. Uh, the Bournes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, Some of those were bought through. as bundles, so like bundling. All right, you get you get the cheaper prices on the Apple. You know what movies I've never seen are the Creed films. Oh, those are good. Yeah, I never. There's maybe. an amazing one long take in the boxing ring of the first Creed. It's probably the best scene in the whole movie. Cool thing is about Creed too is that one of the clubs concert venues that they film at. My brother Ronnie and I were. Uh, we're in Philadelphia at that concert venue when they were filming that. Really? We pulled down the street to go to the Disco Biscuits concert, and they were just, like, getting done with filming because they were filming kind of, like, earlier in the day. And I kid you not, it looked like a police war zone, which is trailers and generators up and down the block. And we just turned out the corner we're like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, I bet you they're filming Creed. All right. Please speak to this. Here why, we go. Why the fuck do you have <laughs> Event Horizon? Why do oh, you own Event Horizon? That movie's great. It's in the deeps of hell. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. That's the one that stands out on the ease? No, I, I don't believe I ever saw that. Uh, That's with Lawrence Fishburne and yes, Sam Neill. Yes, I know. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of the best comedies of the last 20 years. Very cool. Uh, is that a movie that can be rewatched and, uh, you know, watched today and made today? And yeah. or, or is that American Beauty? Do we hold uh, our pearls on forgetting Sarah Marshall? Uh, no, no. That, that could be made. So it's, it's okay that he still goes full nude, full frontal. Well, I mean, that... I'm not going to get into it, but yes, that, that, there's nothing in that that would offend... People these days, um, you clearly, <laughs> you clearly did the bundle on Indiana Jones because there is no one in their right mind that would want to purchase the fourth Indiana Jones film. Hey, speaking of, <laughs> you, you uh, clearly did the bundle there. Are we ready for Indiana Jones Five? That's hers? a movie that will never be released, and nor does it ever <laughs> need to be released. It's getting made though. <laughs> it is. It is. Harrison Ford is technically he's is dying making the movie. <laughs> technically, it's getting filmed. He's, he is dying. Jesus Christ! Um, oh, it's man. killing him. But you know. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. The Black did Grim you, Reaper came into my see, apartment. So I see here you bought the combo pack for the Matrix films. Did you see the new one? I have. And what did you think? It was not bad. It was pretty good. Um, I thought. Did it, you enjoy the first hour of the movie? <laughs> where it was a video game? Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. Um, I see, th- I, I enjoyed that more than the second. Half. I thought it was a nice, like, toy with fans about, you know, uh, making fun of each other, the fan base, and, and what they're asking mm-hmm. for. And Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's funny. Everybody's like, oh, I don't see them making another trilogy off of this. And it was like, well, yeah, it's, that wasn't the point. They're not going to make another trilogy off that. I did not know they made... One, two, five Pirates of the Caribbean films. Another bundle. I haven't even seen a couple of those. I I thought there were only three. I did not know there were five of them. Yeah. Well, that's the the fourth one's the one with Bardem. I that that's new. Yeah, that's new. Yeah. I have a question for you, real quick, on Harvey Javier Bardem. 
There are three movies where he's a villain in. Can you name at least three? Can you name them? Uh, wanna- yeah, Skyfall, no, no Country for Old Men. Yep. And then I guess you tipped off it here, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I guess, okay. Well, the other one I'm thinking of is Collateral. With Tom Cruise. Was he in that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He's Felix. Yes, he was. He's yes, Felix. He was. Yes. And uh, right. yep. I didn't realize how many, it's, it, someday I'd like to go into like what his greatest. The Siege. Go on, go on. I like to go into uh, what his greatest villain is someday. It's Skyfall. It's, okay. The Siege with Denzel Washington yeah, and that's Bruce a, Willis. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a forgot. A simple plan. I like that. It's a good winter movie. Yeah. 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 Snake Eyes. <laughs> oh, that's Nicholas. Crazy Nick Cage. <laughs> That's a great one. Okay. Hey, just to let everybody know, the uh, Fuck, they, yeah. the Bulls score is 83 to 83. 83. <laughs> In the third quarter. And the wow. Third. Terminator Dark Fate. That's the new one with, uh, with uh, what's her name coming back? I can't. Is that Linda what Hamilton. Called? Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Because that's what she carves into the, the table in T2. Whatever. <laughs> Did you never see that one? I saw T2. No, course. no, the Terminator Dark Fate. No! I was confused watching the trailer. I... No. I did not. No one did. You did. You were the only one that saw it. Not No one else saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> listeners and supporters out there... When you follow Mike's advice on the no-go go for the fourth episode, <laughs> all I want you to be, if it's a no-go, is whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what's the difference? So what's Warrior and The Warriors? So The Warriors is the one about all the gangs in the 70s with... Uh, oh, is that Warriors? That come out to play. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then yep, the Warrior yep. is the USC one with uh, Nick Nolte, uh, Tom Hardy, and I can't think of the other guy that just uh, came out a few years ago. All right, well, this is a lot of, a lot of, that. <laughs> give it to I me. Go, as I, did. give it to <laughs> Jesus. me. Jesus. Uh, the Taylor of Panama. I, haven't seen. I just watched it for the first time a couple weeks okay. ago. All right. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, something. The only reason why I bought that was because of Pierce Brosnan. Something about Mary. That is. That's a classic. That's an absolute classic. Has that movie cringeworthy moments? Holding my pearls or no? It, I, I feel like that it might instead of cringeworthy moments, that could be holding my pearls. That could be a category. Yeah. Ooh, we uh, held on to holding holding on to my pearls moment. So how so how does this so you have neighbors, but you don't have neighbors too? Yeah. Because neighbors two is bad. But you also have all these straight to video sequels for a lot of these franchises. Which ones? Come on. Um walking through these here again. I mean Straight to video is, I'm just kind of being facetious here. But Well, hey, no, that's the times we live in right now. Well, that's true. 
That, that is very true. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Right. I, I can't find. Out of sight, that, that's a fantastic, fantastic movie. That's the prequel to Ocean's Eleven. What? Out of sight is the prequel to no, Ocean's. No, it's not. Stop. Just stop. stop. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Stop. With your internet fan theories. <laughs> Enough of that. I'm just Don't. saying it's not like the same storyline, but technically George Clooney, Steven Soderbergh, <laughs> he's a criminal. Did you read that on Uproxx? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like if you, a good pairing on a Friday night would be out of sight and then watching Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Oh, that, so I'm yeah, saying. you can't beat that That's combo. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I'm with you there. It's just, uh, I like sometimes when they do, you could pluck out, you know, like, oh, well, Danny Ocean. It's a world. Yeah, the, a u- world. the universes. The different universes that could kind of like tie in together. Speaking of out of sight, and real quick on that, is that um, Ray, Michael Keane's character, Ray, I think his name well, he was in the he was the Jackie Brown. Well, right, because the author of the of the books, um, you know, kept him in those. Two I like stories. when stuff yeah. like that happens. Yeah. Well, that's what I like that's when where we're going. That's where we're going. Well, I like when there's not there's sequels, but it's not like they're not technically sequels. It's just the same world, and we're in a completely different story. Right. Like Alex Cross with Kiss the Girls and Morgan Freeman. They made Along Came the Spider, not as good as Kiss the Girls, but it had nothing to do with the first movie, and it was still an Alex Cross story. I don't know if you ever saw Along Came the Spider. I did, actually. Did you see I Kiss did. the Girls? I did. Yes, I did. I know. I knew where you were going. Phenomenal movie. Uh, what is the biggest stretch of a movie that I own on that what list? What do you mean by a stretch? Like, why the hell is this in his music? I keep saying music library. Movie library. Like his Stepmom? Hey, that's a that's a touchy one for my mom and I. So, All right, okay, fair. I mean, you know, a little background history real quick is just that, you know, the one of the, Susan Saran dies of cancer around the holidays, so that's kind of a mm. it's a touchy one for my mom and I. We like we like that movie. So. All right. Uh Selena. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch, but hey, J Lo J-Lo's my girl, you know. Um, I like speaking of J Lo and another movie that is probably that I've only seen is Money Train. I never saw it. Oh. Never saw it. Great movie. Woody Harrelson, it's a sequel to, not a sequel, but again, like, you you take White Man Can't Jump, and then you take Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, and you pair them again. Money Train and J-Lo's the third. Great New Year's movie. All right, so I have, so you have my favorite movie, American Beauty. American Beauty. Do you have the? Um. Do you have the worst movie? What I consider, because I already I saw one movie that I would, that I think is a complete piece of shit. But do you have the movie that? (laughs) Which is that? Hold on, let's not back that one off yet. Which? Uh, you don't have it. Okay. All right. So you don't have the movie that I think is. The worst movie of all time. Which is? So, the Village. Okay. Okay. But anyway, but you do have, which is a very close second Here we to go. my word, Knowing. Oh, okay. So with Nicholas Cage, so what I will say about Knowing, though, I will give I will give it balls. I will give it props for having the balls to actually end the world. Yeah. At the, I will give it that. Huh? It's a piece of shit. Yeah. 
But I like most the, movies, like somehow it doesn't happen, yeah. or you know, they the asteroid it, hits and it yeah, only yeah, destroys exactly, half yes. the. Yeah, but that I will give it at least there was a fiery inferno at the end of the movie that killed everyone. I like I like disaster flicks, so that's like you know, like Gotham, Batman, disaster flicks. Give me all of them. Like I mean, my I, my season mom season tickets, season, season tickets, tickets yeah. disaster flicks. I my mom and I just bought tickets for the new Moonfall movie next Friday. That, that movie looks crazy. Roland Roland Emmerich loves destroying the world. Do you know how many like disaster films he has? He has Independence Day twenty twelve, well, Day After career. Tomorrow. That's his whole career. He loves destroying the earth. So you're talking about the worst movie. Have you ever heard of the American? With George, with George Clooney? I've heard of it. I never saw it. Horrendous. So slow. What the hell's going on? Horrendous. There's a lot of movies in there that we need to do podcasts on, big guy. Well, I will consult your list again at home. Uh, but that's that's quite a that's quite a collection there. You must be very proud. Do you know so American Beauty is your top your number one movie of all time? Still Desert yeah. Island, you were given one movie to watch. Well, if you put it that way. If you're only allowed to watch one movie for the rest of your life, which would it be? Oh, boy. And then the second, and then the third, and then the fourth, and then the fifth. I think Glorious Bastards might be up there. I own that one. Um, So American Beauty and Glorious Bastards, The Big Lebowski. um, Yeah, those are certainly be my top three. Okay. Minor Heat. Scent of a Woman, The Town, Ocean's Eleven, and Point Break. Wow. I and an FBI agent, Bodie. I never saw it. You never seen Point Break? What are you doing with your life? Okay, do you want me to drop a a, a worse one, actually? Oh, my God. Are you young, dumb? We can actually do a whole segment of movies I've never seen. As many movies as I have seen in my life, I have not seen some ones that would would make people violent. Do you want me to name one right now? Sure. This would make a lot of people irate. I have never seen Top Gun. But... Okay, time out. We've gone like two podcasts about talking the delay of Top Gun Maverick, yes, yeah. and it hasn't come up that you've never seen Top Gun? I've never seen it. Oh, my God, Mike. What are you doing with your life? Uh, not seeing certain... Do you have something against Tom Cruise and no, Top no, Gun? I, I, no, I, I think Tom Cruise gets too much flack, actually. I think he gets enough. Like he 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 gets what he does. He's deserves. a weirdo, but he's a great actor. Yeah, who does his own stunts. Um, you need to jump on the Apple iTunes and and go through the Top Gun. You could watch for free tonight. I could. Yeah, I could. Wow, Top Gun. What what else? Any any or Oof. any good movies that you think are bad? Have you ever seen Stakeout? No. Great movie. Come on, man. Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Oh, I like the good movies. That, like, the like the I don't get it segment. Like, what? I like that. That's what do you mean? Se- like, I don't get what's so great about. I mean, I could just say that in general about all the Avengers stuff. Like, I it just goes over my head. I, but although I do get it. Like, I understand that people hold those characters Near and dear to their heart. So yeah, okay. And they're they are well made. So 
Here, I'll give you one of those that I... The Avatar. Oh, it's awful. But James, yeah, it's awful. Movie. James Cameron is spending like, you know, the last 25 years making six of them. Do you think that movie does well, the sequel? No. Do You, you don't think it's going to do well? It's like it's like you ask me if people know the lockout's going on. Do people know that James Cameron's making six but of these? But when they do see that there's going to be a second one come out, you don't think people are just go, I do that movie, and then just go flock to it? I think that's what will happen. It won't be as successful as the first one, but it's certainly going to... It, it won't draw... No, I don't think... I think the people and the excitement... Excuse me. The excitement that people get for seeing a Marvel movie come out, Avatar will never match that again. No. Marvel's no. blown out of the water. So I think that uh, it's been so long. It, it's almost like, it's almost like, oh, they're making another Top Gun movie? It's been so long since the first right, one. Right. I would like James Cameron to get off his Avatar ass. And maybe go back and, you know, digitalize and re-release in the True Lies movie. Because that's not on my list, but that's one of my favorite ones. Not digitally ever released. Another no, one's one, ever, no one's asking for that. True Lies? <laughs> Great movie. One of Tom Arnold's best work. It's his only work. His scene when he, <laughs> when he doesn't catch a bullet behind a pole and checks himself, phenomenal. Best work of his career. <laughs> well, that was the best thing of him not catching a hole than dating Roseanne. <laughs> so, so our, but another one, real quick, another okay. one is James Cameron has never released The Abyss on digital. Oh, okay. with Ed well, Harris, he's, Michael he's Bean. Making, he's making uh, eight loop. avatars. It's okay. <laughs> get off your avatar ass. And re-release some of the movies that people are clamoring for. Did you know they're making a True Lies TV show, I believe? Ugh. Something nobody's asking for, but somebody's asking for the digital release of that movie, please. Nobody's asking for eight Avatar movies, dude. And nobody... Are you even going to be alive when all eight come out? Probably not. I don't... <laughs> I hope. I mean, I hope it doesn't take... You are you know, clamoring 60 for... 60 years for, you know, 60, 70, however longer I... <laughs> Are you clamoring for number two? No, God, no. I, I can't even remember. I wasn't clamoring for the first one. I can't even remember that when it, like, what it was about. I mean, I know it's a big Dances with Wolves style, you know. Yeah, like, it's the same story that's been done. I mean, but granted, you could say that about anything, really. But Right, right. Uh, so our Bulls are struggling against the hapless Spurs here as we march into the fourth quarter. Um, uh, Jason, I'm, I'm likely going to get in trouble when I get home because with the amount of incense you have going here, um, bulls are losing one Oh three to 91 in the fourth with 11, 14 to go. It's not looking good, but got to turn it on. Got to turn it on. I'm going to come home with a sense and it's, it's going to get me in trouble. Jason, what's with all the incense here? Do you, are you having other people come over when I leave? Are you going to have a... Uh, a, a, a nice friend come over after I leave? Is Are you getting ready for something? Because I'm going to go home and smell like this and, and be questioned. You, <laughs> you, you might benefit from it, but... I wish I had somebody come oh, over well, later. I'm sorry. I, I, need, I'm sorry. I need these incense to put me in the right chill mindset 
to deal with you coming over <laughs> every four months. So they put me at ease, Mike. Okay. But I don't understand why they would be you in trouble. It's not like we're smoking bongs over here or, you know, 50 ladies are over here. We're just doing a podcast. We man. are. We I'm are. just setting the mood. Watching the bull. Watching the bulls. But going off of bringing a, you know, a friend coming over later or anything like that, <laughs> let's get into uh, the dating climate. You know? Well, it's something that I don't know anything about, but you You're, can you can enlighten me. It's something I don't know anything about, and I've been dating for about eight months. Well. You know? And I was, like, getting my advice from you when I'm single, and maybe that's why I'm still single. That's very possible. But it's very possible. I've come up with a little list of why I think people are still single on dating apps. And it wouldn't be for like the obvious reasons like, oh, this dude's a complete jackass and he's creepy and he's, you know, looking for nudes on the first like 20 minutes. It's, or this girl is just whacked out of her mind. These are like, wow, this girl or guy seems great. You know, like, how is she single? How is he single? Like, everything seems really good. I want to meet. Like, everything's going flowy. You know, great conversation. You know, what's the catch? Like, there's got to be something about this person that, uh, you know, has them single and is still on online dating. And I've put a little list together, and I wanted to see if you had any ideas or could take any guesses. And, (laughs) you know, I did a little maybe top 10. I don't know. I didn't really count top eight. You know, if there's uh, any guesses you had to knock on this list, and I'll, I'll give a couple stories if you knock one off the list. Not so, all these. So not all these are bad, you know. Some of these are typical and understandable. So not every like not all these are bad about the person. It's just like okay. So guess what's on this list. Guess why? Guess what's on the list? But guess why somebody would still be single after everything seems normal? Because they think okay. Because they think someone is awkward. <laughs> He was so awkward. It was awkward. That is not on the list. Oh, that okay. is not on the list. Think a little bit. Not everything's awkward, by the way, everybody. Yeah. It's not a good thing to describe people by. Anyway. Awkward. 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 Yeah, that's enough. We we need to retire that that phrase. No way, man. DJ Pauly D's making it for <laughs> perfect for like 20 years. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. <laughs> DJ Pauly D on Jersey Shore. I don't know. Right over your head. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I know what Jersey Shore is, but... Do you know who DJ Pauly D is? No. God. Do you live in a closet? Are you like Harry Potter and you live in a cupboard underneath the stairs? No. But I don't watch that stuff. Do you look at Jersey Shore's 15 years old? It's still going. How? They're They're gotta be 60 years old. (laughs) They're like our age, first of all. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man. Just because you got a family and all doesn't They're make you obsolete. old. They're obsolete. They're I not. don't think I'm old. I don't think I'm old. But they were old. And I, when was that show on? <laughs> like 15 years ago. Like when I was in high school. You were oh, in college. Jesus Christ. Why do we celebrate these people? Why do we trot them all out and give them their own shows? And Hey, man. It's... I have a great question. You can say that about podcasts. Why do we give people the outlet? Why do we give people the time of day? (laughs) Like, I have this big thing of, like, The Bachelor. Like, it's funny. 
all these people watch The Bachelor and are completely okay with a game show. Not a game show, but a show that like will allow people to do three overnights with three different people in three days. God bless them. And obviously, they're sleeping with three different people in three days on the overnights. But God forbid if that really happened in their lives... Oh my God, hell would be frozen over, but it's, they watch it and they're okay with it, but they, that is not okay in their own lives. It's like a little contradicting. Like, <laughs> all right, give me, give me one of, give me one of your reasons. Okay. Bad hygiene. They just smell like, it's like everything <laughs> seems great and they just smell like, how do you not take care of yourself? Like cleanliness is next to godliness. You just smell like it's like. Did you not shower before the date? Yeah, all right. I don't got any response. All right, next one. I don't got a response. <laughs> well, you got to give me. Come on, give me some guesses here. Uh, they don't have a job. That that's a good one. I have not run into that, but that however it, that could be difficult in these are difficult times, Jason. That is, I do. That's not on the list. I have not. These are all ones that I've experienced, but that is a good one. Not on the list. Uh, they, they root for a basketball team that is losing by 12 <laughs> to a one of, to a lesser basketball team. No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'll give you they, a, they, oh, 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 okay. Here's one that I commonly hear, uh, amongst focals that, are out there. They live far apart. So so what I'm saying is you have someone that lives in the city, but then they're also seeing someone that lives in the suburbs or vice versa. Not like long distance relationships where it's like separate states, but like far enough distance where it's just like a pain in the ass to get to that person. But in that scenario, are they single or are they seeing each other? Well, they they break up because of that. And so okay. they're, they're single because they don't live okay. no, 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 no. by this where is, they're targeting. The, right. But this is strictly about them. Doesn't oh, okay. All right. All right so uh, I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. Yes. Their political leanings. Doesn't yeah. matter. doesn't matter which side, just their political leanings. Fair. Um, the relationship with God and, and them loving God before anyone else. <laughs> well, you're, it's a touchy subject for some people, but just throwing it out there that you know, and like my brother made up a great point is what I don't understand is all these people that love God and and have the relationship with God and and uh, they're still single on a dating app. Why can't they find somebody at church? Well, because God rejects. But they they can't find somebody at church. Moving on. Do you have any other guesses? I'll give you a clue. Booze problem. <laughs> I haven't, haven't run into any alcoholics. You're the only alcoholic friend I know. Um, has to deal with concerts, festivals. They don't go. They don't like crowds. You don't like crowds. I do. I don't mind crowds. I love going to. I love going to concerts. You want to restrict everything. Here we go. Anyway, go on. Go on. Okay, so. Everything. so. Let's just so, so crowd. flame throw that misfire out there. So, Jesus. They don't like crowds. Oh, yeah, so you can't really go out and, and do the things that, that you, sir, enjoy. Concerts, dancing, festivals, baseball games. The dance hall. 
hey man, you know, somebody likes to get down on the groove at a concert, okay? We can't all be at... <laughs> the fuck was that? Somebody <laughs> threw an egg at your window, I think. <laughs> what the fuck? I think that was just the cold snow break. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It scared the shit out of me. Sorry. <laughs> I can't breathe. I thought we were getting attacked. <laughs> I thought I left Biggs out there too yeah. long. I took the Biggs to my mom, didn't I? Um, how about, you know, this is probably, it has to do with food, you know, in today's world of millennials and hipsters. And uh, it doesn't have to do with gluten free. They're a picky eater. They're just a yeah. picky eater. They don't like certain foods or they only, they don't eat meat. They don't eat dairy. They don't eat fish. They don't eat live. But, hu- but, they don't eat live humans, you know, or That's dead. Dark. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Uh, yes. Okay, that guy, I have seen. That I have a guy seen. killed people yes. to eat them. Okay. I've seen that. It's a reality. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, but I, I'm just saying there might be a guy out there looking for a nice gal to have a nice liver with, and, you know, they're not willing to do that. Well, if they're looking to have a nice liver with someone, they should teleport back to 1955 because <laughs> nobody eats liver. No, I'm talking about like live liver. Oh. Not liver sausage. <laughs> well. And it's funny you say that because I've, I know some people that eat liver sausage. And I'm right. just like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, just a couple, you know, normal ones. They have a kid. Like I said, not, well, a, hey. not a bad yeah, thing. Not, not a bad a, thing. Not a bad thing. It's just some people are, you know, want to start their own family on their own. Or, totally. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. you know, they're a virgin. <laughs> not nothing to laugh at. That's just their preference, and yeah. you know, it's yeah. just like, all right, I'm not gonna. Wow, you seem great. Elaborate. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that yep. like, you seem yep. great. Right. Oh, okay, you're waiting till marriage. Like, okay, that you know, that's what Jason <laughs> runs in the car, and all the do, and all that happens is the camera stays on the girl, and in the background you hear the footsteps running, the door slamming. The car door opening, the car door slamming, the engine turning on, and the car speeding away. The tire- All the wire, the camera is still on the girl sitting on the couch. That's that's what happens. The tire's peeling away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... All they use is pet names. And they, and they forget your name. So like, hey, baby, what's up, baby? How you doing, sugar? What's up, oh, sweetie? Yeah, okay. That's it's annoying. Like, That's do, annoying. Do you remember my name? No, they don't. Um, They're not vaccinated. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesus Christ. Uh, not vaccinated. No, no, no. Both sides. I'm on dating apps and where it's like, if, if you're wearing a mask or if you're vaccinated, swipe left. I don't want anything to deal with you. And it's the other way, too. You know, what if a you're bunch un- of losers. If you're unvaccinated, swipe left. I don't want anything to deal with you. So it's just like, boom, you know, stake in the ground. That's that's the hard, you bunch know. Bunch of losers. Hard line. All right. They're a QAnon supporter. You know, they, well, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> they yeah. believe JFK is coming back and we didn't land on the moon. JFK is, uh, no. Um, and Tom. And Tom is Keith Richards. And Tom okay. Hanks is the, you know, uh, leader of the pedophile, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, they're an FBI investigator or a private detective. What? They'll do full background checks on you before ever meeting you, and they're that timid or cautious about meeting somebody. See, the thing is, though, Jason, all these people are going to be left behind. 
at some point. They are. Yes. I I one wholeheartedly agree with you on that because it's like they're looking for their perfect fairy tale love, and it's just like one little itty bitty thing that doesn't like fit into that. It's like, boom, that's it. Move on to the next guy. Move on to the next one, and that's how it is. And like, they're gonna wake up one day and they're gonna realize they're forty five fucking years old and be like, shit, I love Jesus for all this time and. I should have dated that unvaccinated guy. Yeah, or yeah. that guy that, you know, like a certain political leaning. Or that thought JFK was Keith Richards. Should have should have went with him. Or thought that Tom Hanks was yeah. a pedophile, yeah. you know? Hey. So that's my little list, you know. But I, I there's a couple on there that they don't have a job. One that I haven't experienced. And, like, it's not like I have experienced, but it's not like a, you know, I've dated. I've gone on dates with a few women that they still live at home with their parents. You know, and like, I can understand it like during, I can understand it now because it's like COVID, you know, moving back home, making ends meet, being with their parents, being secluded. But it's like the, it's the ones that have never like not lived on their own. Like in your, in your thirties, it's like, what, what are we, what are we doing here? What, do we have a plan? Or I mean, do you like going out? Are you a home buddy? Are you an introvert? Like, so those are just a few. You know, the dating climate is, is uh, lethal and toxic. Have you ever seen Home Alone 2? Yes, yes, I have. So my, my nephew, my, my 11-year-old nephew, I, I love dearly. We should, we should hook him up with Mark one day. And uh, he goes, hey, you know, talking to any girls lately, you know. And he, I got him into Home Alone. He's a huge Home Alone fan. And, and uh, he goes, how's it going lately? I'm like, well, Ryan... You know, have you ever seen Home Alone? You know, I mean, you remember that scene in Home Alone 2 when he when he's walking down the street at Central Park and he's runs into the bum and the drunk guy and the the hookers on the street and and he <laughs> Taxi! I, what Home Alone are you watching? Home Alone 2. Yeah. He's in New York City. Uh, very specific, very small scene that you very call small, it. Very, it's a 30 second very scene. Specific. 30 second scene. You could, I do not remember that he very get, specific. He gets he gets into scene. the cab and he goes. Boy, it's scary out there. And the taxi driver turns around and goes, ain't much better in here, kid. And, okay. the, and Kevin goes, huh, gets out of the cab. That's how I feel about the dating pool well, right now. Well, you know what? You guys caused this, okay? You can't blame this on people like me that have moved on and have and are out of that scene. It's You are the people that caused this. It's, it is the people that are in it are causing it. How long did it take you to tie the knot? <laughs> like eight years. Okay, I'm. All I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm. 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 I'm above it. I'm just saying the yes, people are. that are. The, 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 yes, the, you are. The people that are. In you it just said you're out of it. it. So out of it, above it, underneath it, you're not in it. I'm not in it. But the people that are in it, they're the ones causing it. They're doing it to themselves. I wholeheartedly agree with you. This is why we're talking why about can't, this. Why can't? Why can't you people? <laughs> You people. You people just go what do you out mean, you like people? everyone else used to. Go out to a bar. Who goes go, out? Because that, you need a mask and that's a proof of vaccination problem. card. Go out to a bar. No, I'll give gather you, with people. It's not even no, no, no. lean up against, prop up the bar with your shoulder. It's not even about that. Have a drink next to you and start mingling. It's not even about that. It's not because it's the dating climate about men and women. Nobody knows how to interact anymore. Nobody knows how to flirt anymore. Yes, yes. There's, because no one goes to the bar anymore. No, it's, go to the bar. It's not go even go to the bar. No, it's not even going to the bar. Like 
pre-COVID times, I went clubbing, I went dancing. I got pushed into a girl one time, and I literally... As if? No, like, I literally, I literally, she was with her best friend, and I literally told her, I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you, you know. Oh, you're a creep. You were probably Have a good night. Yeah. Her best friend turned around and goes, just so you know, she's married. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a, yeah. I, I, I buy that. I yeah. have a girlfriend. Like, I had a girlfriend at the time. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I was literally saying sorry. I apologize for bumping into you. Yeah, and, you're a creep. And that's, then that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's not even, like, the interaction or the opportunity to put your shoulder on a bar and talk to a lady anymore because everybody that goes out doesn't go out to mingle and... And, but if and bingo. more people did it, if more people did it, if that was more the norm. Those times are those times are dead, Stone. Well, I think. Well, then, then I can't help you anyone anymore. I'm out. Who did you help? Well, I, I nobody. I didn't help anybody because you're here on a Friday night doing a podcast with me. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that hasn't happened in about four months, but you know. But no, I mean, like, I honestly think. People don't go out to meet other people anymore. They go out to hang out with their friends and stay in that tight-knit group. Like, you can't buy a person a drink. You know, God forbid you try oh, to... God forbid is, you try to buy somebody a drink nowadays. You'll get me too Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just totally different time, and it's changed so quick within the last 10 to 15 years. Like, from college to dancing and clubbing and festivals to now, it's just like... Such an arc, and I don't think we're we're ever going back. I think online dating is the way of the future, and that's how it's always going to be. Well, good luck with that. Because, like, think about how many how many people that you're talking about going out and stuff. How do you know people are single? How do you know people don't want unwanted advances? Well, you advance, and when they say they don't want the advancement, you stop. All right, but that's what I'm saying. Like but that's where that's where then the, then you get to be the guy that's just going around at every girl at the bar. But there was that guy's been around for decades. <laughs> but nobody's nobody's been, been happy about that guy pre-COVID, he, during COVID, he, after COVID. He eventually finds someone. Okay, he yeah, eventually finds. But that somebody. guy, that guy is going to bed at two with a ten and waking up at ten with a two, but or the vice versa him, with the girl. Good, good for him. Good. But but that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what online dating is about. Start, I'm not looking. You gotta start somewhere. You know what starting somewhere is? Is starting on Amazon and buying the right utensils. Okay, not going to the grocery store and buying a bag of the ridiculous anymore. Like I've gotten the start and the somewhere down. Okay, it's just trust me. Like it's easier. I think finding like. The let's just say the uh, what is it the breakup finding love at the at the Cubs game you know just because you're talking between like rows that's dead that fairy tale's never happening yeah it's, it's Tom Ricketts it's, it's, meeting yeah, his love a of a life in bleachers that shit ain't happening anymore that's a lost start now these days I would love to meet you a can't girl pull the moves on anyone anymore you I would, can't do it exactly I would love to meet a girl at a concert of one of my favorite artists. Not happening. Never happened. Well, you guys have your only yourselves to blame. You got you're allowed you you Hey, not everyone can, you know, be lucky and you know, just 
fall in love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With you're uh, right. with the person they work with, Mike. You know, <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what spell you have over your plus one over here, but you know, <laughs> I don't either, and I should bottle it because something something worked. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying it's it's a dating pool out here, and. Uh, I'll give you more updates if, uh, you know, anything gets added to the list or, you know, any crazy stories. I mean, I have plenty of crazy stories. We could do a whole different podcast on that, but we'll save that for another day. So what was the over-under? 232, which is that well, right? Oh, that's now. right where it was. Okay, so. Yeah. So if they don't score in the next <laughs> three minutes, we'll grow then as a push. Well, that's not going to happen. So we lost this show bet. Mike's Bulls are gonna probably, probably lose. lose this game as they're down one twelve to one twenty here in the fourth with about two and a half minutes left. Although in the NBA, you don't you never really know what's gonna happen. They could go crazy, but now it's down by ten. So we got a lot of stake at this uh, this podcast because uh, you know we lost our first show bet. Uh, we the Bulls lost, or our and and we just lost our the over under there. Uh, this is the no go go. This is the four episode commit. The where four I, ep- I make, yeah, right yeah, yeah. for our fans, but also for you as a uh, participant <laughs> of this podcast. You know what, Jason? I've had such a good time today. I think I'm. Are I'm you going to com- sign I'm, on the dotted line? I am committing to <laughs> to a full the full bow here. Does that mean like three more for the rest of the year? Yeah. <laughs> or are we whatever t- we make it? Whatever we make. It. <laughs> or you know, for the next thirty years, if we do. Ten, you know, yeah, five, five episodes yeah, five, over the next, yeah. no wait, five years or five episodes five over the next, over the 30? next 50. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. God, can you imagine us at 80? I, I don't know what we were talking about. In 50 years, I'll be 83. Well, hey, can you imagine little Mark and, you know, little Jason just wheeling us out? These old bombs getting on the mics again. The Sox are in Portland now. <laughs> oh, yeah. 50 years from now, man. We're, uh, uh, that's. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we had a very successful show today. We, we went through some White Sox talk. We even broke some bulls in there. Um, talked some film. We talked about just your, the dating life these days, as, as Jason is not. Uh, all too apt with right these days. It's a scary place out there, man. I I will say that um, I am I am not fond of it whatsoever. So next time we'll be talking, we'll probably be as we get closer to the baseball season when that's happening. We'll do a predictions podcast for the 2022 season, and of course, we'll bring some uh, hopefully some exciting White Sox baseball for a third year in a row. What what a concept! Three years of of first place White Sox baseball. Now, real quick on that, just maybe a little preview. Do you consider the Sox having back-to-back playoff appearances? Yes, because I know you don't. Because, but I'm surprised you do. It was technically the format in 2020, so yes, but it was expanded though. That year, as much as I hated it, because you also hit the extra wild card. I do, but that's still. It doesn't mean that it's not a part of the playoffs. It is so okay. So, yes, they have made the playoffs in back-to-back years. Okay, that's fine. I would feel it's more legit if they did it this year. Right, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But, no, but, yes, technically, they have made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. Okay. They only have two wins to show for it. (laughs) 
out of two and two points. Two, two and two post post seasons. Why well, I can't talk out of eight games. So you know, oh God, that's a two fifty winning percentage right there. Lovely. All right, Mike. Uh, anything else uh, to add for the night? No. As we are about to sign off here, the Bulls are now down by four. But we'll finish this should, game. Should we finish this out real quick? A minute, minute ago, down by four. Uh, let's yeah. do it offline. Let's enjoy it and send everyone home. I will talk to you as the baseball season starts. Thank you for listening. Sounds good, Mike. Have a good night.